Welcome to the ABC to CEO Preparing for the Possibility podcast. I'm Beth Chesterton, and we have a wonderful guest for you today. Today, we're going to speak with Jennifer Vine. Jennifer is the president and CEO of the Education Foundation of Sarasota Counties. Jennifer spends her life helping to empower people to reach their full potential. In fact, I love their mission that I'll share with you in a minute. But Jennifer is the perfect person to be speaking with us today to help young women to prepare for the possibility of CEO. So Jennifer Vine, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Now, I'd like to ask you, since I said you're the perfect person, and I think you are, tell us why you're the perfect person to be speaking with the young women who follow ABC to CEO. Well, thank you for that great first question. And I would say this, I'm not sure I'm the perfect person, but I definitely have a depth of knowledge and experience that I think will help shed some light on this. What we have seen, our organization, and through the leadership that I have done serving as the CEO in this role for so many years, we have seen the capacity that students have, because that's our area of focus, is in the K-12 setting. We have seen students, particularly those from middle school on to high school, when they are nurtured, when they are understood, when they are helped and developed on their own capacities, the potential is unleashed. And so I think that's an area that we have dived into for so many years. And so it just, if I can share just a little snippet of my experiences and learnings from all that, I'm happy to do that. Fantastic. So Jennifer, you have a mission and I read this off of your website, so you can correct me where I'm wrong. But it says students, no matter the pathway that you work to help them flourish in productive careers and so that they can nimbly adapt to the changing world. Talk a little bit about that. That's an exciting mission. Yeah. And it's an exciting piece of work, especially in the education space, because as we know, the world has advanced so significantly. And yet, oftentimes, when you look at education, it may not have kept pace. And so we are ardent supporters of really making sure that the students are prepared to be successful in the 21st century. So we look at all of those pieces. And so to that end, in order for students to have success, you really need to have certain skill sets that have been developed, competencies, if you will. You've got to be able to learn how to adapt, adjust, be agile in your thinking be able to respond to uncertainties in life. And we all can see how so much of that has happened, even in just recent times. And then at the core and the foundation of all this is what is the skill set needed to effectively communicate and relate and connect to people? And I'll tie that in because if anyone is listening to this podcast today and they're aiming and aspiring to be a successful CEO, we all know it's going to be inherently dependent upon their capacity and skill set of connecting to and relating with people. Well, I love everything you've said so far, and we've just gotten started. So you talked about competencies, and we have 17 traits of highly effective CEOs. So I would love to talk to you about competencies. I see resilience as an area of focus for you. And then you talked about the ability to deal with uncertainty and ambiguity and to be able to move forward and lead others through. And then at the same time, to be able to connect. 
So tell me, when you're helping people to reach their potential and you're dealing in these areas, what might be something that you're focusing on? Can you be specific for us? Sure. You know, one of our goals is really to help ensure students have developed their personal agency and they have their well-being. And then how that kind of plays out is really helping them walking through the journey of discovery. And that is, what is their purpose? What do they want to do with this world? What are their gifts and talents? What do they love? What are they good at? What problems do they want to solve? This is no longer about just what do you want to be, but it's about how and the why you want to achieve those specific things. So I would you know, contend to anyone aspiring to be a CEO, the first question is why? Why do you want to be a CEO? And to what end? And being able to really articulate and understand that, that's important because that's an attunement to yourself and that will help focus your energies to achieve that aspiration. It's so interesting that you say that because what's interesting that we've seen with young women, and I'm sure you've seen this too, is so many young women will say, well, I don't want to be a CEO, yet they love leading others. They've spent their high school careers in leading others, being the decision maker, but then somehow, sometimes step back from the idea of being CEO. What are your experiences with that? So I think that's a great perspective because really what that is, is someone probably still not making the connectivity yet of leadership tied to influence. So it's not just necessarily position, but it's your capacity to influence and lead. So when you say, you know, you've got some folks that are sitting there, I'm not sure I want to be a CEO. I'm not sure I have that capacity. And yet they're demonstrating the competencies that are actually tied to that. They haven't yet had that aha moment that's connecting. Well, guess what? You might already be kind of displaying some of those tendencies because you have demonstrated efficacy in influence. And if you can influence, you really are on the pathway to being a CEO. First of all, you gave me chills. You're so good at explaining things and to help really bridge that gap between you're demonstrating it, which is a great way of describing it, yet you haven't connected it. And part of our job at ABC to CEO, and perhaps it's yours too, is to help people begin to see that that's possible for themselves, that they might actually not only have the skills and the gifts, talents, but that they might actually find it to be rather exciting. You talked earlier about contribution and when you can link it to contribution, right? What is the contribution you choose to make? Well, sometimes the bigger the sphere, the more contribution you can make, you know, if you have an organization behind you. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's so interesting. And what it made me think about is, this is a phrase, an adage maybe, that is probably something you all have heard time and time again, but I think it still holds just great truth. And that is when they say, if you believe you're a leader and you turn around and there's nobody behind you, then you're really just taking a walk. You haven't really demonstrated the leadership. So that's the contrast of what we were just talking about before. However, I would contend that I think Oftentimes, one of the greatest gifts, particularly women bring, is the emotional intelligence and the ability to understand themselves more. What they just need to be able to do is to pour that out and display it more externally. And then they'll easily find, guess what? There's people behind me and I'm leading. And right now we're going together on this journey. 
Well, first of all, I think you and Sharon, our founder, must have been kindred spirits when you guys were getting together because she doesn't have that exact adage, but she always talks about if there's no one following you, you're not leading, you know? So (laughs) that's a fantastic quote. I really am so excited you brought that to us. We have not yet shared that with young women, but it's fantastic. You know, you have a large sphere of influence yourself as CEO and president of the Education Foundation. How do you deal with helping to ignite passion? What are your thoughts about passion and finding your purpose and how it relates to Well, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes some people will say, that it's an overused term and people don't really grasp behind it. And yet you can sit there and look at people like Simon Sinek who speak about the why and the power of why. And that really is the purpose that is essential to sustaining and enduring and actually creating impact. So if you have not figured out your purpose and your why, and you don't wake up every morning with joy of what you're getting ready to go do, you will not have lasting impact because when, as we all know, barriers will come up, roadblocks will be, you know, coming down the way, you're going to really have to buckle down, push harder. Will you have that capacity? And it all comes internally. It comes internally. It's not external. It doesn't matter what college you attended, what degree is on your wall, what's hanging behind you on the external. It's everything internal that's really going to be do I have the capacity to show up and continue in that vein? That's why purpose is so important. I love that. One of the CEOs we met with, she's young. She's a Forbes 30 under 30. She has amazing accolades. Her name is Laura DeSaro. She talks about when you lose it, those mornings when you wake up and you just don't have it. And what are you going to do to sort of reignite it in you so that you can keep going and tying into your why is such a great idea. And your why may not change, but how you actually express it may. It's so true. If I could just add on to that, because yes. um, to tie back to, you know, waking up in the morning and when the going gets tough and tough gets going and you just don't know if you have it in you. I think it's also really important that you sit there and you, you understand that that's okay. And not to make rash choices when you're feeling emotionally exhausted, emotionally spent. When your tank is feeling empty as a CEO and as a leader, that's when you just have to sit there in your mind and say, you know what, this is what I'm feeling, but I know that that shouldn't result in me making big decisions because that oftentimes can be, you should just press on. Does that make sense? Totally. I think that you're hitting on something so important because you can wake up in the morning and think, Oh, I don't have it. But if you need to recognize, I hear what you're saying, like recognize, no, 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 that's almost like the weather that'll pass. You need to press on. That is exactly right. And always remember it is darkest before the dawn. Mm -hmm. And I would say that there are more people, and this is, you know, men, women, boys, and girls that give up on some pursuit, on some goal, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's aspiring a CEO or you're just trying to lose 10 pounds. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. But when it gets hardest, that's when a lot of times people back away and they don't continue in that pursuit. And I would say, always just be mindful. It's darkest before the dawn. And we certainly have the capacity to do more than we actually believe that we're capable of. I don't mean to keep going back to the thoughts and everything, but 
so often it is kind of how you're believing in your own capacities and yourself that will be your greatest limitation. Well, first of all, I'm glad you did go back to that because you're talking about, I mean, obviously resilience and tenacity and grit and determination. But I do think as I watch young women that you can see someone defining themselves based on a mood, you know? And so talk about the work you do in the area of thoughts and how do you help people? I love what you're saying already. I want to hear more. Yeah. And I wonder, maybe one of your competencies, honestly, could be self-discipline because when you think about the mindset, I, I look at two different things with that. One is, do you have a teachable spirit? Do you have a growth mindset? Are you really willing to listen and learn no matter what stage you're in, you know, where you are in your trajectory of your life? Do you have that? And the second is, what are you feeding? What are you feeding to your mind, to your mindset? What's going in? What's that nutritional value? Because it starts with your self-talk. It starts there, 100%. Like what you think about something. So for instance, we all make mistakes. I have gaps and failures and everything. But how long do we sit there and play that tape over and over again about, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I can't believe I said this. I can't believe that. You've got to stop the tape and remember what did you do well and remind yourself and continue in that vein. So that's why I really think that that's a, an important piece that comes from self-discipline and practice of what you're feeding into your mind. Okay, well, I completely agree. And you are talking about something that I'd like to continue offline, a conversation about that, because it's so important. But that's a cognitive tool, you're saying. You can actually think through, stop the action and think through. What did you say to think through? That's right. Because your thoughts, it mm-hmm. starts with the self-talk. Again, I go back to all these you know, very tried and true principles yes. quotes. But your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your character. Your character becomes your destiny. So it all starts with what are you saying to yourself? i give you a good example, not to digress too much, but I've got three children, two daughters, and they're aspiring you know, women leaders. And one of them is going through an interview process right now. And I was sharing with her, I was like, just remember, everything you say is I'm confident and capable. I'm confident and capable. Not, I don't know this. I don't, I can't do this. No, zip it. I'm confident and capable. So that's just an example. I love that. And this woman who I was speaking to not too long ago, who's in charge of $13 billion of impact. She said that every time she would be promoted, she's like, I don't think I was ever really fully prepared for a promotion, but I knew I could handle the learning curve and I would rely upon my knowledge and my ability to work hard. And I loved that. I thought if young women could just trust what you're saying, I'm capable and I'm competent and just know, and you have what it takes. You're going to learn and you're going to work hard and you can do it. I love what you're saying. I wondered, you said something that we were talking about before. Sometimes people have something in themselves. They don't even realize they have. Can you talk a little bit about that internal potential that may not be known to you? Yeah. And I touched on this a little bit, but it really is believing there's more capacity in you than oftentimes you realize. And coming to understanding that capacity level is really important. And again, I'll give you an example of this. So let's say you haven't worked out in a while and all of a sudden you decide you're going to go to the gym. So you go in the gym 
You, you got to get on the treadmill. Well, all of a sudden, someone's asking you to run, you know, for one minute. Well, that one minute feels like a lifetime. And then they tell you to go five minutes. And then you feel like, oh, my, I can't do this. But if you actually, with practice and continue in that vein, your capacity to be a better runner will improve. It will improve. And the second thing I'll use for that is instead of thinking about, okay, I'm going to show up in the gym. I can't even run one minute, but I'm trying to run a marathon. That's a really big jump. So if you focus on an incremental improvement, that can make a big difference. And so what I mean by that is if you take something like the power of a number, if I take three to the second power, I'm looking at nine. But if I just went three to the third power, what am I looking at? I went from nine to 27. And so my impact and my output is going to be significantly, significantly bigger with an incremental improvement. So push the capacity, push the capacity. Well, that's really helpful because sometimes it does feel like something's insurmountable, right? And you're saying, no, hold on. Incremental change can really have huge output. And I think that I would imagine young women, so many think, well, I don't have what it takes because I didn't do well in algebra. I don't have what it takes because I didn't do well in a certain class. It's like, no, 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 no. You might have everything it takes to be a CEO. Don't gauge yourself by a C that you might've gotten. And by the way, I do think they used to say in a long time ago that B students run the world. I don't know where that is. <laughs> but, that is but I think so you're talking about igniting something in somebody who may not think that they have it just because they didn't perform optimally in a certain situation. That's right. And, you know, for me, I think my progress has been more like a fine wine. You know, it takes time to develop. I didn't come out of the shoot, just all game busters. My journey had fits and starts and it moved and it slowed. And I found my gift and my greatest talent in the nonprofit sector and being able to lead an organization actually changing lives. And that to me has just a residual impact that's going to be generational. So everybody has that opportunity. Thinking about yourself, was there a moment, or I'm sure there were many moments, but sort of a pivotal moment where something shifted in you and you started to see the potential of becoming, you know, the leader in an organization? Was there something that happened when you were young where you sort of thought, I might have this leadership thing potential? You know, I think I was probably more like the earlier examples you were talking about. I always knew I had leadership in me. That was not really questionable in terms of my own understanding, but I didn't like at an early age, wake up and say, oh, I'm going to be X, you know, or I'm going to be, I need to lead an organization. That wasn't what I you know, was aware of early on, but what I discovered through the process was an awakening, if you will, because I never could uncheck the leadership because it was just so ingrained in, in the work that I do and in the passion and the purpose that then what I found through time and trial was that where I was most suitable and where I soared the best was when I had the opportunity to lead an organization as the CEO. I would love to get to know your organization better. I bet they absolutely love working with you. Jennifer, just thinking about your early career, what's one thing you wish you knew then 
that you know now? So I would say strive for excellence and don't pursue perfection. Strive for excellence. It's okay. Just have the high expectations, but don't feel like you have to be perfect. That will strangle you. The second is enjoy the journey because the journey is teaching you something that the destination won't necessarily deliver on. So embrace the journey. And I share that with you because, again, I was a work in progress. And so I'm enjoying that process. And then the probably the third thing I would say is you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Whatever comes your way, just reach for the stars. Just promise yourself that no matter what, promise that you will do your very best and aim for the highest thing you want to aim and you'll be okay. You're going to be okay. That's great advice. Jennifer Vine, thank you for taking this time with us today. I have a question. Yes. I myself want to spend more time with you. And if our listeners want to get to know you better, where can they follow you? Oh, wow. So I am on LinkedIn. I am on on Twitter. So on all those social media handles, you can find all of those links and handles though on our Education Foundation website. So if you just go to edfoundationsrq.org, you'll certainly be able to contact me. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Great wisdom for young women who are preparing for the possibility of CEO. It's Beth Chesterton, and thank you for joining us today. Don't forget that ABC to CEO is a not-for-profit. We are on a mission to develop the next generation of female leaders and CEOs. Please join us. Check out abctoceo.com to see how you can help. Also, follow us for daily tips and inspiration.